Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, news for the week of June 27, 2017, including the Super NES Classic. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? Great, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm a little tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been traveling this weekend, been on a couple planes in a couple days. You rolled up to this recording session just mere minutes before we were set to go. That's right. I uh, I landed and Mark was there at the Burbank, Hollywood Burbank <laughs> Airport with a microphone and said, Patrick, we got to start the show right Wait, now. Wait, the Hollywood Burbank Airport? What is this? That's what they're calling it now. Why? I don't know. That no one, no one likes like calling lying. it Bob Hope. Yeah. Right? It's um, not in Hollywood. <laughs> not at all. It is in Burbank. That part's that accurate. That part's true. Um, we're both a little excited because we're Changing things up a bit. Switching up the format. Look, this week, you're not going to get one episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. You're going to get two. We're splitting up news and feature, right? Yeah, we're going to try. That's the easiest pitch there for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this episode will be the news that you crave. (laughs) And Thursday's episode will be the main topic that you love. Right, and we're going to do our best to... Look, we know that all you really want to hear is a 433. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We know that that's all you want to to hear. And we'll still have that feature Mm -hmm. and most of our features, but forgive us if it's a little bit bumpy. We are still sort of figuring out the ropes, but uh, enough preemptive apologies. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, uh, what? uh, no, weather report. We got to do the weather. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's hot. It's It's hot. hot. Oh man, it is hot. It was high upper 90s. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I was I in know. Wisconsin. I don't, I don't know. Give us the Wisconsin. We're everybody's sick of Los Angeles weather. We're switching up the format. Give us that hot. I was uh, all Wisconsin weather. Hot weather, Goss. Is that what you were gonna say? <laughs> was what I was gonna say. You don't you dare back down from that. <laughs> I did. You said it, not me. I know. Uh, so I was all up and down the state of Wisconsin, from as far north as Door County to the very southeast corner of the state where I am from, Kenosha. Um, and it was in the 60s and 70s, occasionally in the 50s, like cool at night. It rained a couple times. I know. It was, it was like... Is it humid there? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, it is humid there. So even like the, the days where it was like low 70s, there was a lot of humidity and was uncomfortable, um, but uh, preferable to what I'm experiencing here. Look, the heat's supposed to break. In just a, just a couple days. Yeah, but I, I actually kind of like this. For those of you who are not in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, we're we like switching up where we, maybe we'll just randomly pick a place That's to great. get weather about next week. Perfect. So if you want to hear, if you have any suggestions for where you want to hear about the weather. Yeah, like if you want to hear the weather at your place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send us an email, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Uh, we are relying on you for this. Mark, <laughs> let's talk about what we've been playing this last week. So we wrapped up our uh, playthrough of Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. That's right. Uh, you can 
download and listen to our entire playthrough. I think it ended up being six episodes, five or like six, that. five parts, or six yeah. episodes. Uh, and now I guess before we weren't talking about it very much because we wanted to avoid spoilers, but I think it's fair to say that we did not enjoy this game. I mean, we come around on it a little bit by the end. Uh, you, uh, yes, by the end, but that's because that's when they threw out all their best ideas. Yes, for sure. They and like went for broke in that last two levels or last level or so. Yeah. Also, I think you and I just felt more free when we were done with it. Or it will, especially when the end was in sight. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Because w- for the most of the game, we did not really like it. Although I am really taking—I burp so loud. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm really taking to your uh, um, theory that it's a stealth Battletoad sequel. That oh yeah, it's like so much sense to me. When we we're after you said that, and we were playing it, I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. So if you want to hear more about that, you should listen to uh, our playthrough. Yeah, and um, definitely in that last episode, I feel like we're being very funny. I feel like it's a good episode. So if, like, I would understand if people have been skipping them in the past, if, like, you're not actually playing the game, but go back and listen to our last episode of uh, DKC2. It's uh, pretty funny. I also downloaded and played through once um, Cave Story Plus on okay, so the t- Nintendo Switch. Tell me why you're emphasizing once. That you play oh, okay, once. because so Norm, I'm the type of person who I usually play a game and I'm done with it. Yeah. Like I beat it, I've completed it, I feel no need to return. Yeah. And um with Cave Story, which I had never played before, it's available on a million formats. You can download it for free on the PC. Like there right. are so many opportunities to play the game, and I have avoided it for the past, like just not done it. Uh so Cave Story was completely new to me. And it's really great. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, uh, Tell me more about Cave Story. I don't know about Cave Story. So it's a kind of like a... Uh, it was made by one person Okay. Um, over a course of like five years. It was a Japanese developer. And it, in my mind, and this may not be true, uh, just because I remember hearing about it when I became more aware of indie games, it seems like it really kicked off uh, like indie game development. Sure. Uh, and, but it's... Kind of a Metroidvania type game where Which, you play as talk my language, yeah. Where you play as like a robot who is in this world, and you know you're just like going through different <laughs> levels. Like there's an egg level, a sand level, uh, like grasslands level. Are the are they like um uh procedurally generated levels or mm-hmm. are they, okay. no 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 there and there's so there's a hub world that mm-hmm. you keep returning to, and then you teleport to these levels and you will revisit that multiple times as you get new abilities and things like that. Uh, it was so much fun. And like it controls really well. It looks and sounds great. The soundtrack is amazing. And you can choose from like four different versions of the soundtrack. Sure. Um, it's been around long enough. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's really fun. That's what that plus means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really fun in portable mode. Uh, for someone like me who has never played Cave Story before, I think $30 is totally reasonable. Yeah. If you have picked it up on multiple platforms and so you're, you know, this is like the sixth time you would be buying it, I can see how if you picked it up digitally like me, $30 would seem like a lot. Yeah. But you're getting a lot of like value out of it. Totally. Otherwise. I mean, I think it took me maybe five or six hours to play through the first time, but I got to the end and... Uh, I immediately wanted to go back and start again because oh, interesting. there are so many different ways 
that you can play it. Like, there's weapons that I had missed because I had different interactions with NPCs than uh, other people did. It's really cool. I, I have you, you you've never played. I've, it, I've, I've never, never played it. Yeah. I totally recommend it. Hmm. I right. think you would like it a lot. Uh, then I will. I mean, all you all you really have to say to me is Metroidvania, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> maybe that's a game for me. Um, speaking of maybe that's a game for me, I have been playing Arms. After yeah, I'm, not playing that? it all last week. Um, so I still have yet to sink any real time into playing without the motion controls. Um, I, uh, you know, again, I, I was traveling a lot th- this weekend, um, and I just. Every time I put it on to play in handheld mode, I was like, "This is it doesn't feel right." Um, the the motion controls are so responsive, um, and like I don't want to, especially on like a plane, I don't want to like set it up in the little kickstand and then like be kind of punching um, at the screen, um, you know, while I'm sitting next to a stranger. But in the privacy of my own living room, it's a lot of fun. Um, have you mostly been doing like the single player like tournament thing? Yeah, um, and have uh, cleared it on the first three difficulty levels with uh, Springman, Ribbon Girl, and whoever the one next to Ribbon Girl is. I'm kind of just going like, kind of just going through it slowly, t- learning the game um, rather than because uh, like when when I was doing it in the test punch, I felt like I was just you know doing whatever, throwing punches, jumping around. Um, and when you treat the game more like a competitive punch out instead of like a just a regular fighting game that it like that's sort of where it opens up and becomes like a deeper strategy game and uh you know i keep doing this like comparing it to to fighting games and being like it is a fighting game it's not a fighting game and i think like that's where it's most unique is when you can treat it like something that is neither fully fighting game nor not nor fully not fighting game. <laughs> um, so I'll be talking about arms probably for the next couple weeks. Um, I don't ever really want to do like hours at a time, but uh, to do like once through the, um, the, the circuit or like hop online and do a couple, um, couple fights. It's really fun. Yeah. Have you been playing online? Um, not a lot. Uh, again, traveling a lot um, and super fun to have the switch with me, but like I'm not always um, near reliable wi-fi so the weird thing with my brief experience with arms during the test punch was that normally i think of motion controls as being compromising like it like compromises mm-hmm. the how accurate like the accuracy of a game and i felt with arms that motion controls were the better option if you're yeah, able to use that's where them. you've got like the nuance in uh like curving punches and like as soon as you, I think the only thing you need to really like wrap your head around to make the motion controls work is that like a normal like straight punch, you have to really do straight. Um, even though like, I don't know for whatever I don't I've never actually been in a fight, but in my I haven't either in my mind when I punch someone, I'm like I've got like a little bit of like a curve to it, right? Like I'm not doing a straight jab. Um. I don't know, what do you what do you call it? like a hook? Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds right. And in in my mind, all punches are hooks. Um, and when you do that in arms, like you get that sort of arc of um the attack, which isn't always what you want to do. So as soon as I got it in my head that like I need to, my punches need to be more jabby to be straight and more hooky to be to have those curves, then it like unlocked a lot of it for me. Can we have a sidebar for just a second? Absolutely. 
do you think we're outliers for having never been in like a traditional fist fight? Oh, geez. Um, no, not really. I think people avoid fighting. And I don't think like it counts if you like wrestled with your friends when you were little. No, 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 no. I'm talking like somebody approaches you in a bar and is like, stop talking to my girl. And you're like, no. And no, then he, then your like, girl is mine. <laughs> yeah. She's going to listen to my inane <laughs> opinions. Yeah, I've never been in that kind of fight. <laughs> Me either. So weird. Uh, if you've been in a fight, uh, you can send us an email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Gmail. We'd love to hear about it. Um, I also played a bunch of Box Boy on the plane. OG the Box Boy? OG Box Boy. Box Boy. Um, man, that game is fun and super cool. Um, and I, uh, I'm slowly make, making my way through it. I don't know that I'm going to revisit it, other than I'll be on another plane in a couple weeks. So maybe I'll finish it and download the second one and just like work my way through the series. They're good games. Um, but so that's enough of uh, what we played last week. Now let's talk about what we might be playing next week. It's time for the new releases. <laughs> So, <laughs> coming out today yeah. for the uh, 3DS is RPG Maker, is it Fez? Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm thinking it's like Fez like the hat. Yeah, it's got to be Fez like the hat. Right, or I mean, the I'm place. It's not <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, RPG Maker is coming out on the 3DS. Um, and Comes out today. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to be picking it up, but I am interested in downloading. I think from the eShop, you download basically like the player so you can play other people's RPGs. Yeah. Um, so cool. That's such a cool feature. Um, and like it's something that I, I wish there would have been for uh, Mario Maker, even though I think people liked playing Mario levels more than they liked playing them or playing them more than they liked making them. Um, but man, that would have been a cool thing. That would have been really like cool. Everyone could have played them. Uh, on Thursday, June 29th, Mighty Gunvolt Burst is coming out on the 3DS eShop. Demombo is coming out on the Switch eShop. Goner, which was supposed to hey. come out a few weeks ago, got mm-hmm. delayed, but is, I believe, supposed to come out on Thursday this week. And then the Neo Geo game of the week is Magical Drop 2. Uh, so just to double check, yeah, we got this revised release date for Goner. Still no word on Pocket Rumble. Oh, uh, what? Okay, so, uh, the developer said that, and I didn't put this in news. I guess because I'm an idiot. Um, because you don't know me at all. <laughs> and if I don't know you by now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that ship has sailed. <laughs> um. Oh man, I'm gonna butcher this so bad. So if you're happen to be the developer or know what uh they said, but I'm pretty sure it was basically like they they were having certification issues hmm. and I believe it was revolving around online or something like that. So they're working through those. They don't have like a planned release date, they're but they are still definitely planning on bringing it to the Switch. That's interesting. Um, I know that the that thing's online runs on GGPO, which is uh, the same like online fighting client that like uh, Skullgirls and the Street Fighter Three re-release um, used, and that that it's so cool what this thing does. It anticipates what it thinks you're going to do next, and um, like communicates that to the other player ahead of you doing it. 
and if it if you don't do what it anticipates you doing then it that that's when there's like a little hiccup in it but it's so good at predicting what you're going to do that you you perceive very little lag in oh, online wow. play that is really cool yeah um but uh goner that's exciting i i'm excited to play uh to play that game it looks neat and then of course on friday june 30th is the first legend of zelda breath of the wild downloadable content pack the master trials so have you purchased thing this thing yet no I, i'll probably purchase it because there's i if i was going to purchase it i feel like i should have done it before i mean i am going to purchase it but if i was <laughs> if i was going to purchase it ahead of time i figured i should have purchased it before i started the game you know when like to get the, that sh- sweet switch shirt yeah i put on the shirt every now and then just for fun. Oh, you did buy it. I did buy oh, it. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I didn't buy it like the day it came out, but maybe like a week later when I was like, "Oh, yes, I am in love with this game. Maybe one of the best games ever made." Does it have uh, any? Does the Switch shirt have any special properties? No, and it cannot be upgraded, and its armor is real bad. <laughs> but there are few things funnier than making Link run around in uh, his boxer briefs. This Switch shirt. And the Lionel mask. <laughs> it's very confusing. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for, you know, not that I've really put the game down at any point, but I'm excited for another reason to go back in and, and really play some more. Yeah, I've been really surprised at how much, like I was talking about earlier, I'm mostly like a one and done with games. And I've been mm-hmm. really surprised at how much I enjoy just being in the world of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited for the Korok mask. Because oh, to, to help, help me like, find mm-hmm. the Korok seeds. I'm excited for like being able to get new armors. Yeah. Is Wait, it, there, oh. is that in this update or is that in just the Champions update? Uh, that's a good question. I think there are some in this update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the Phantom and yeah, uh, like Majora's T- Mask. And, and Tingle and stuff, right? Yeah, Tingle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I'm really looking forward to the hero's journey mode. Is that hero's what it's path? Called? Hero's path. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing where I haven't been yet because I'm I know that there are areas on the map that I haven't really thoroughly explored. Yeah. Do you ever do that where like you just start walking around somewhere and um you're like this is all familiar, this is all familiar. Wait, where am I? Well, what I found when I was playing, I guess not this past week because I didn't really play Zelda this past week, but the week before was there were areas that I had encountered early in the game that I didn't thoroughly explore because I wasn't leveled up. Yeah. And so they're basically like whole new areas because I can get to places that I couldn't really get before. Yeah, for sure. And so that's been really fun. Um, or places that like you ran through because you were getting beat up by stuff. And then you go back and it's just like, oh, this is nothing. I'm fine. It's really funny how like combat is not super great in breath of the wild or i mean it's serviceable but Mm -hmm. i don't enjoy encounters for the most part Mm -hmm. and uh so it's really fun to be at a level where i don't you can play a lot of this game and never have to like fight anybody yeah um i also really like having the resources to like just glide into an enemy encampment and just like start stealth killing guys and (laughs) uh picking them off in the air with like ravali's gale and all that stuff um yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like I, I could continue to play this game forever, and it's exciting that there will be more new stuff to do. And so that comes out on Friday, and of course, you have to buy all the DLC together for $20. That's 
that'll include this pack and then the one coming this fall. Um, you can't buy them separately, which is like a thing Nintendo did with Mario Kart as well. Uh, no, actually not true. So you could buy the the Mario Kart uh, packs. There were two track packs, and you could buy them separately. Um, but if you bought them together right away, then you also got eight extra colors of uh, Shy Guy and eight extra colors of Yoshi. But they were still, um, like, each pack was two circuits. So, like, you couldn't buy individual tracks or um, individual circuits. You still had to buy them, like, in pairs. Oh, I see. Um, but, but yeah, $20 more for more Zelda, I'm more than willing to pay that. Oh, yeah. I'm way into it. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, I'd like to talk to you today about bugs. Bugs. Bugs, insects, creepy crawlies buzzing around uh i was in wisconsin this week and at a uh like a wedding but it wasn't actually a wedding um up in the wilderness of wisconsin at a lodge um and there were bugs everywhere i got bitten up uh i've been scratching my bites um which is bad news because now i've got you know just like under skin parts showing we don't have bugs in southern california not we don't we don't have that bad like we don't have mosquitoes really yeah and maybe that's that's my chief complaint among bugs is mosquitoes what are you doing mosquitoes get out of here so do we count spiders as bugs or spiders Mm. a whole nother topic because bugs in general i mean i don't love them but they don't really like, I don't get creeped out by them. You know, some people are just, like, really creeped out by bugs. Sure. Whatever. I can I can deal with bugs. Uh-huh. Spiders, those really creep me out. Spiders are a no-go for you. Spiders are, the, like, snakes, whatever. You know, like, Wait, bugs, whoa, 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 whatever. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Snakes, that is definitely a different topic. <laughs> I know, I know. But I just say, like, okay, you're right. We're not talking about fears in right, general. Right. We're not talking about people's phobias. That's right. Yeah, okay. So, bug-wise... Commitment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bugs... Mosquitoes are the worst. Uh, but yeah, in LA, we don't really get a ton of them. Yeah, I mean, that's... Why I, is that? Is because we're in a desert and no life should be here? That's right. I, I think that's right. I, I think there are parts of LA that get bad um, cockroaches um, or large cockroaches. But um, most of my cockroach experience, and I'm just saying that... <laughs> That's a sentence that just came out of my mouth. Most of my cockroach experience was in, was when I lived in Hawaii, um, and there were cockroaches sometimes at the hotel that I worked at. Um, and there was once a cockroach so big that y- your instinct when you see a cockroach is always crush it, right? Like, kill it. Um, and so I, I stepped on it with my foot, oh, no. but it was so big that it picked you up through you yeah that's right <laughs> threw me <laughs> into the pacific ocean no that like i like stepped down and could like hear the crunch uh and then like fell on its oh that's so on gross. its slimy bug guts that's so gross i had an aunt and uncle who lived in hawaii for a time 
and uh, like my fa- uh, my mom would go out to visit them and stuff. And yeah, the st- horror stories of yeah. the giant bugs that live there. They're so big. What? And no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I feel like anywhere that it's like tropical, mm-hmm. you know, where we don't really know what's living there, it's like Jurassic Park, but sometimes with more racism. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the the jungle is like Jurassic Park, but probably more racist. <laughs> you know, like I buy that those parts of the world mm-hmm. where you're just like anything could be living here. Again, not to go back to spiders, but did you hear about like uh, in South America there was that photographer who was like uh, just taking photos and then walking backwards and like tripped uh-huh. and he thought it was like a dog or puppy or something, but it was just a spider that oh, large. Was it one of those um, Goliath bird-eating spiders? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, why? Why do those exist? But no, it, w- it was like hairy, and so it would like it would rub its front mandibles together, and the uh, was it, the photographer wasn't sure what it was doing, but it was shooting like little spore. It was trying to shoot little spores into his eyes to like irritate him because that's how it caught prey. Ugh, spider, come on. <laughs> okay, so spider, we're not talking about spiders. Okay, right now. We're, talking, we're talking about bugs. Um, so are spiders are not bugs? I mean, it, they're a different... Uh, they're arachnids. They're arachnids, right. Uh-huh. They're, they're more closely related to, like, uh, scorpions and stuff like that. Okay, and um, r- the bugs we're talking about are... Are just insects. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I don't I don't know what the, what, like, what Genus that division or whatever. is called. Yeah. yeah. Um, but scorpions are also scary. Um I've never, I've never been in a situation. Where I've, they've always been like contained. Sure. So I'm just like, yeah, that's gross. I imagine seeing them in real life would be scary. So my uh, sister and her family lived in uh, the deserts of California for a little while, and um, they had scorpions. And um, one of the things that they said to me when I went to visit them was like, occasionally you should, anytime you're about to put shoes on. You should. Oh, why? I know, right? You should check to make sure there's no scorpion in the bottom of your shoe. Shouldn't somebody like invent something that you put like a, a scorpion-proof a, shoe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, yes, like a net that you put over your shoes once you take them off, so scorpions can't get inside. Yeah, I mean that that sounds like a great product. We should get on that. Maybe they have like, uh, what do you call it? Like elastic around the side, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, you could it's really basically like a like a yeah a like doily that. You just like, yeah. Doesn't like Glad Wrap make those kind of things? That yeah, are, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just that, or a shower cap. And Use then a it, shower cap. And then if there's like a hey, hole, desert in, folk. If there's like a hole in it, right. and you're like, oh, a scorpion <laughs> got in there. I should be concerned. I these are just free ideas. Right. Anyone can use these ideas. Generally speaking, bugs don't bother me. I'm not like grossed out by. When them. you see a cockroach, are you like, that's? Are you freaked out? No. If anything, I get that weird. Oh, well, I guess we. We will never know uh, what I get that's weird. Mark, let's move on to the news. <laughs> Still working out the kinks. Obviously, the big news for the week is the Super NES Classic Edition was announced this morning for the U.S. and Europe coming September 29th. For $79.99, which is $20 more than the NES Classic. Let's hit a few more bullet points and then uh, broad thoughts on this. Okay. This thing has 21 games. That's right. Um, Nintendo says it will make... And the NES Classic had 30. Yes. Um, A lot of those were garbage, though. 
Sure. Uh, Nintendo says it will... So they've promised that they're going to make significantly more of these than they did the NES classics uh, without providing any sort of numbers. And I believe them because they're releasing this in September. So this is clearly meant to sell throughout the, ho- the fall of the holiday season. Sure. But they've also said that th- they're only planning on releasing these in 2017. So, so this, is, this is it. Whatever they release, it'll... It'll be like the NES Classic, just maybe not as severe. Well, so here, here's what I think is going to happen, is they're going to release a chunk of them in the, at the end of September, mm-hmm. and then they're going to release a, the next massive release will be Black Friday, and then after that, good luck. You know, like, yeah. there probably won't be any... There might be a few shipments before Christmas, but it's not going to be right. like... It's the Cabbage Patch Kid. It's the Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, I... I, they're being cruel and ruthless because one of the games, there's 21 games, and one of them is the previously unreleased Star Fox 2. Right, but like known about forever. Complete, be- finished, mm-hmm. canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it existed, a early ROM of it was, uh, was like out on the web. Yeah, I mean... A few years ago. Star Fox 2 is like in the... You know, like Nintendo canon of lost games. I would say video game canon of yeah, lost sure. games, where it's just like here's a like a game that we heard about was ready for release and then unceremoniously canceled. Yeah, and I mean, I guess there's no no way to know why it was canceled, but like I think it was just be, I think it really was because the Nintendo sixty four was coming out. Sure, and they just needed to like if everything else is going to be like still very low poly but like uh, more polished polygons than what we were seeing in Star Fox that like Star Fox looks weird now right uh, and if there's just a sequel to that that is more of that I could see that being like a hard thing for them to justify selling and the the interesting thing is it sounds like or Nintendo has been telling people that you have to complete the first level of uh, original Star Fox in order to unlock Star Fox 2 which fine whatever yeah great why, why are you doing so this? i think even in the european boxes it says like 20 games plus one yeah yeah which is cute um so should we go through the games uh we'll, we'll hit just a, a couple a couple other things the the system comes with two controllers um and it seems like they've addressed a little bit the length of the cords the uh, the controller cords are going to be five feet long instead of the like three-ish feet that the NES Classic controllers And were. having it come with two controllers is interesting. It's, it's interesting. It makes me wonder why they didn't do that with the NES Classic in the first place. I've, I mean, I think they learned a lot from the NES Classic. One would hope. <laughs> um, all right. So the games are, for the most part, pretty stellar. And Let's, it's like a good selection of the Super Nintendo games. Uh, let's jam through the list and then um, just just talk about uh, what, what, what we like on there. So we have Contra 3, The Alien Wars, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, also known as Final Fantasy 6, F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, Super Castlevania 4, Super Goals, Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, 
Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, and Yoshi's Island. So a lot of my favorite games of all time are on this list. What what excites you? What what, what do you think is like, where are your, what are you super excited about for on, on this list? So I'm super excited for Earthbound. Yeah. I'm super excited for Super Castlevania 4. That was the first game I bought on Virtual Console on the Wii. Oh, yeah? Um, I love this game. Yeah. It's my favorite Castlevania game. Uh, Super Mario RPG. Again, I'm looking forward to Super Mario World because I love just a... De- that's a great game and yeah, just a dedicated Mario machine. That's basically what my NES Classic turned out to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, like I've, I've got Super Mario World on my 3DS, and that is probably... That's the Super Nintendo game that I play on it the most. Um, because it's such a good like, oh, I just want to play something for a little bit, and having having it on a screen with two controllers, that's very exciting. Uh, Kirby Superstar is great. I mean, th- the thing is that m- I haven't played all of these games. Like Contra Three, I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo, Hyper Fighting, not really familiar with. I never played Kirby's Dream Course. Um. But, but it's but it's good. Kirby's Dream Course is good. Some of the, yeah, I think if there are, if I like for my money, if there are duds in here, it's in um, Contra. It's in Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, like I'm not gonna play that. Um, but that that's really it. Like everything else is exciting. It's a little weird. The Street Fighter selection. It's not super. It's it's. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say that I, I, wa- I was going to ask you about that because I'm not really familiar with the ins and outs of the different versions of Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Super Famicom Mini was announced for Japan Oh, okay. On, to come out on October 5th. And one of the titles that's different is they don't have the Street Fighter 2 Turbo. They do have Super Street Fighter 2. And I don't really know what the difference between those two games are. So the difference is, uh, it's a difference of four characters. Um, Cammy, Fei Long, T Hawk, and DJ were introduced in Super, and they just aren't in. So that there'll be uh, twelve characters in um, Street Fighter Two Turbo, like the original eight plus the the four bosses. Um, and so did Turbo come out before Super Street Fighter Two? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the old. Uh, Capcom counting method of <laughs> Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Super Street Fighter 2 and so on. So I don't know if maybe like both divisions looked at sales figures from the Super Nintendo era yeah, that's or were just like that's the one that sold best in these regions, so we're going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting that the um the Super NES Classic in the U.S. and the Super NES Classic in Europe have the same titles, even though the like the consoles themselves will look different. Right, because theirs will look like the Famicom, the Super Famicom. So it also means that games that ne- have never officially been released in, or that were not officially released in Europe during the Super Nintendo era are going to be coming out are going to be on this. So, like, uh, Super Mario RPG was never released in Europe. Oh, really? Yeah. Europe, come on, guys. <laughs> Get on it. That game's great. Uh, uh, I, I think this is also really cool uh, just for there's one more good way to purchase and play um, Final Fantasy 3 or 6. Um, 
because man, if you had to play that game, uh, any of the PlayStation ports of it um, were had terrible loading into the battles, um, which is just not present on um, the Super Nintendo. Happened so quick, and that game's so good. So some big om- omissions, mm-hmm. it, or the big one that stands out to me is Chrono Trigger. Yeah. And as a fan, Dragon Quest, even though it, it doesn't make sense necessarily for it to be on the Western ones. Right. It, it's not even on the uh, Super Famicom in Japan. Um, there are also, uh, you know, Final Fantasy II could also be on here, and it is not. Um, Secret of Mana is here, so that's okay. Um, I'd like to see Evermore as well, but I understand every everyone has turned a blind eye and forgotten about Secret of Evermore. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a good list. That's that's a good list they have there. Uh, so the again the Super Famicom Mini is coming out in Japan on October fifth. Uh, all the titles are the same except uh, Pan Pana de Pan or something like that. It's uh, Tetris Attack. Okay. Uh, Fire Emblem Mystery of the Emblem, which is Fire Emblem 3, mm-hmm. which was never released in the West. Legend of the Mystical Ninja, Super Soccer, and Super Street Fighter 2. Those like will we all be saying, on the yeah. Super Famicom mm-hmm. Mini. Not on there is Super Punch-Out, uh, Castlevania 4, Earthbound, Kirby's Dream Course, or Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyperfighting. What is going on with Earthbound? Why, <laughs> Why no Earthbound? Why is it like, no, Japan, you don't get Earthbound. Oh, by the way, the West, you don't get Mother 3. You don't get what is effectively Earthbound 2 ever. Right. Um, that's so weird. Yeah, I don't, well, especially because I don't think Earthbound is... Uh, like, unlike Mother 3, I'm, I'm pretty sure Mother 2 is available and has always been available in Japan. Yes. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. That's one of those where it's just like, why not have it? Yeah, who knows? who knows? Nintendo moves in mysterious ways. Um, it seems crazy to me that they're putting this thing out. Um, like, I, I know, I it makes sense. It's like a machine that makes sense to me. But like, I can't believe that now, this year, two thousand seventeen, when they've already released the Switch, when they're going to be releasing new two DS hardware, that they're like, oh yeah, let's make one more piece of hardware. Yeah, Nintendo is just destroying everybody. This. Um, oh yeah, holiday season, and by that I mean like con- like people trying to get their products. Right. <laughs> Sony's gonna be fine. Xbox is gonna be fine, but this thing is going. I know they're going to make more, and the optimist in me wants to think that they will make close to enough. Right. There's no way they want these just sitting on shelves, but so I don't think they're going to overproduce them. My hope is that they come closer to matching demand. Yeah. I, I mean, I also do wonder about, like, even if they had an accurate snapshot of what demand actually was on the NES Classic, I don't think you can count those as the same numbers for the Super NES Classic. Like, I think more people want NES than Super NES. I think that's, I think that's true. But then you're doing the math of, like... Well, again, yeah, like you're saying, yeah, like how many would it's we all have imaginary sold? numbers, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's so hard to gauge what demand for this is going to be because I think you're totally right that the Super NES does not have the same cultural cash as the NES does. Mm-hmm. But I also think the NES Classic Edition was one of the hot, hard to get 
uh, holiday items last year. Yeah, for and sure. So it also has that going for it, where people will be like, I remember hearing about how hard that was to get. They're coming out with a new one. Right. You, uh, I think that helps drive sales. The other thing is that they don't really want to sell uh, a ton of these. Right? Do you know what I mean? What they yeah, what, what they, they really want to sell a ton of is switches and 3DSs. 3DSs. Right. So even if um putting a lot of these out there so that way people can go into stores, mm-hmm. but not so much that people can go into stores and just buy one of these and walk away, instead go into stores and kind of be like no, we don't have the Super NES, but you can buy a 3DS. Or you can buy a Switch. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah, yeah. It's that thin line. Because, again, I don't believe that Nintendo does artificial scarcity. Right. But but <laughs> I think they know where their future lies. And it's not in, like, a $80 ROM box. Right. Um, but, I mean, even with... Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have more to say about this, I think, as, as the months go on here. Um, I've spent all day yeah. refreshing, looking, <laughs> hoping that anything opens up pre-orders. But if not, I guess we'll We're just taking off on <laughs> Friday, Friday, Friday the 29th again. I'm glad it's in September and not November for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, so weird. Nintendo, man. I, it's 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 amazing to me that like we can still and we we like had heard rumblings about this thing. Um, but it's it's amazing that they can still yeah, the week after E3 or whatever, just being like, oh, yeah. And by the way, this thing's coming out this year. Um, do you think, so some people have been upset that there's only 21 games. It's fine. And it's costs like $20 more. Uh, yeah, I think it's totally fine too. Final Fantasy 3, Earthbound, Super Mario RPG. Like, those three games, each one of those is worth like four or five games. Yeah, I think they're much better games. Yeah. They're much longer games. Mm -hmm. They're more involved. I mean, we didn't even mention a link to the past, right? As a game, that or we were Super exci- Metroid, <laughs> yeah, as like games that we were excited about. And part of that is because I own it on so many other right devices already. But yeah, the, I, I, and with a second controller, I think for eighty dollars, it's very reasonably priced. You see, those controller ports look like the controller ports. Yeah, but they are not. They will still like um, they're still Wii plugs. Oh, interesting. So what it kind of looks like is that it's a flap. So you will just like push it in and it's just because they're still the Wii hookups. They're not. Okay. They won't work on your old devices. Also, what it looks like is that on the uh, North American ones, they're not. The buttons are convex, not concave like they were originally. So all all of them being the same, you mean? Because yes. the uh, original um, Super Nintendo controllers, two of them were convex and two were concave. Yes, and now yeah. they are all convex. Okay, meaning that they bubble out. Yes, right. Okay, um, they are. Uh, which I we we were doing little hand motions <laughs> like to confirm with each other that we knew what convex and concave mean. Yeah, but we communicate that with you as well, the listener. Uh, but yeah, I am so incredibly excited. Yeah, like, I want one of these so bad. It's going to look great on the shelf next to the NES Classic. That's basically what we've been saying since the NES Classic was announced uh-huh. was, yeah, this is great, but what I really want. That's right. And now, do you think next year we can look forward to the uh, Super NES or the, the Nintendo, Nintendo 64? 64 Mini? I don't think so. I mean, it. 
Why I don't not? Know. At this point, it's not like storage is a problem, like storage space. Right. I mean, I think... So this thing has good third-party support, or pretty good third-party support. Um, and I just, like, there isn't that much of it for the... I, you know, what do I know? Like, maybe, maybe there will be. Well, it's also hard because a lot of the classic games that we would expect to be on there mm-hmm. are tied up in weird legal things with Rare and now Microsoft. Sure. It's like... Can we get Banjo Kazooie? Which you know, Probably can not. you get Gold Goldeneye on there? You know, like things. That's like That's another license too. Perfect, dark, you know. So just like yeah, like Donkey Kong sixty four. So all that kind of stuff becomes. They can do more Donkey Kong. They've they've re released Donkey Kong sixty four yeah. on on other platforms. In fact, recently they uh, Donkey Kong sixty four came out on the Wii U uh, Virtual Console. So, well, I look forward to camping out in line. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> It'll be good. Um. ARMS version 1.1.0 was released this weekend. It added that arena mode, which allows for spectators. Mm-hmm. And it added LAN support. Uh, I didn't notice any new features. <laughs> um, Su- Sumo Digital also released an update for Snake Pass that introduced time trials and leaderboards. But some players are experiencing an issue causing excessive rumble in their Joy-Cons, which I believe was an issue when the game was first released on Switch. Yeah, I think that's right. And they like released a patch shortly after that. Oh, someone is not uh saving their versions with uh new new dates. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what uh, they're doing. Also, I don't know if you have uh if you have the game on your Switch still, mm-hmm. but it like changed the icon. I did notice that. So it's like a big old face of what was the snake's name, like Noodle. Yes, like, Noodle. Like yeah, uh, I was going to say I just that was interesting. <laughs> Noodle is a better name. <laughs> Um, if you if you're holding out to pick up NBA Playgrounds until online multi- multiplayer is patched in, it seems like you could be in for a bit of a wait. Mm. So the patch is, according to Saber Interactive, the patch is ready to go, like it's done. Okay, they seem to be having some trouble with Nintendo in that the patch is too big for what ha- Nintendo has like prepared for. Okay. And that or that and so they had to get a, approval first of all to make a patch that big and now it sounds like there's no system for them to deploy a patch that large. That's weird, right? So so they're just working on now making this patch smaller? No, it seems like they're just in limbo with Nintendo. Um and the resolution is unknown whether it's going and yeah. I'm purely speculating whether it's like breaking up the patches which I don't even know if it is technically feasible and probably expensive because yeah. I'm sure one, you'd have to like reconstruct the patches and two, I'm fairly confident that developers pay per patch. But also like what, why not? Like if you can download all of Zelda, is the patch larger than Breath of the Wild? No, I'm guessing it's the same sort of uh, thing that Microsoft had in place on the Xbox 360 where it was like, your patches can't be bigger than like 300 megabytes or whatever it was. It was just like a limitation that they had in place. That way patches couldn't be huge. That has obviously gone away because now first day patches are larger than the game itself sometimes. all the time. But I, and uh, that is a lot of just speculation on my part because obviously um, Saber Interactive isn't going to like cross Nintendo and really... Uh, just put it out anyway put, yeah uh or you know just they're not going to like go into s- super detail 
about what's going on. Yeah, sure. And Nintendo hasn't said anything. But so, yeah, it's just it's ready to go. It's just kind of in limbo. Weird. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, at a post E3 event in Europe, Battle Sports Mikuru, that game where robots stomp their butts to like flip the tiles over into different colors. That's right. Uh, it looks it was playable w- under the title Flip Wars. And we, okay. knew, we knew the title was going to change from right. what it was released as in Japan. But so maybe the new title for this is Flip Wars. It, profoundly not excited <laughs> about this game. <laughs> it's it's weird, right? It looks like yeah. one of those like tech demos that Nintendo talks about that eventually sometimes get turned into bigger games. Only this one didn't. I mean, it looks like Star Fox Guard to me. Is is totally what it looks like. the same caliber of game with like here's one sort of interesting mechanic. Uh, we polish it up as best we could, but like we have to apologize for it by packing it with another game. You know what I mean? <laughs> and in this case, just released on the will be released on the eShop this summer, right? Probably for like ten bucks or something. Which it, it in retrospect would be a fine way to have released um, Star Fox Guard separate from Zero. You have some faith in those ideas. <laughs> they can you can release small games. Final Fantasy fourteen producer. Uh, oh man. Do you want to take a Naoki shot at this? Yoshida? Yeah. Yoshida? I like that sounds good. Yeah, I like that. Um once again expressed interest in bringing the game to Switch, but stressed that the uh stressed the importance of having crossplay available. So when you say the game that's Final Fantasy 14 the the uh, MMO. MMO, yeah. That's right. Uh and so Final Fantasy 14 is already on the PS4 and given Sony's current stance on pr- crossplay, meaning they don't allow it. They do not allow it. It seems uh, really unlikely that it will be coming to any console in the near future, if ever. I mean, I think the people who are playing Final Fantasy fourteen have their platforms for playing that already. Sure, but I mean, just like Dragon Quest Ted, mm-hmm. uh, will, you know, it was released on the Wii, will be, was released on the Wii U, and will be coming to the Switch. You know, it's just nice to be able to play it on any platform that you have, I think. No, that's fair. Um, last week, Nintendo released a statement on their Japanese website apologizing for Switch shortages. So Japanese. While they continue to ship systems each week, they promised increased shipments in July and August, including the Splatoon 2 bundle, and production will increase further in the fall. Right, as they are also uh, releasing new hardware in the form <laughs> of the Super NES Classic. Um I it is very Japanese yeah. to apologize like, for the shortages. Right, to apologize for the shortages and be like we didn't expect to be so popular. <laughs> Come on, yes you did. Um it's interesting that so I demand obviously is really high for the Switch. Mm-hmm. They're not meeting demand anywhere. In Japan, people are lining up for the chance to like win in a raffle so basically like you line up at a store you get your lottery ticket they do a raffle and if your number's called then then you're able to buy a switch that's how like limited the supply is currently well with time man (laughs) i i mean you have to almost wonder if they're like oh maybe we should have held splatoon 2 for When we have more supply. Yeah. Or maybe they're, they've been trying to like stockpile it while still releasing, you know, like 50,000 consoles. Yeah. Every, every, couple every, weeks. every like week, but uh-huh. also trying to like stockpile for when Splatoon 2 comes out. Cause it, 
I think it's going to be a global hit, obviously. But in Japan, it's, it's a I don't think they'd hit. be able to yeah. make enough switches. And they will not have enough for October 27 when Mario Odyssey comes out. And they have the and then they're doing special hardware in Japan for the Switch. Plus, they're doing special hardware for uh, Monster Hunter just one month later. I mean, good luck to him, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, if you have not got a Switch and you want to get one for Christmas, you should be looking now. For sure. And the thing is, like, I don't even know what advice you could give to someone who's looking now. Like, check every day like i don't know there's no like there's no more like hard and fast like here's a day here's a pre-order day there seems to be a website um it's like i stock now or i oh, stock yeah. something there are a couple websites like and that. people have had success by going there and turning on notifications and then as soon as the notification comes in like calling the store so if you're looking for a switch that might be your be- and you're in the U.S., that might be the best option. Nowinstock.net is a good one. Yeah. Um, that you can, you can choose um, like what retailers um, and what uh, accessories or whatever, whatever bundle comes with it. So that's uh, nowinstock.net. When they were announced, no release date was included for Metroid Prime 4 and the Pokemon RPG coming to Switch. But comments made by Nintendo of America Corporate Communications Director Charlie Sabetta. Sure. It's, In- not, it's not Japanese. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have a good guess. Indicate it may be as early as next year. So this is what he said. He said, quote, we've announced a nice lineup through this year. And next year, we have some big games coming with Metroid 4. 2018 will be around Metroid, Kirby, Yoshi. New Pokemon game has been announced. We feel good about the lineup for this year and beyond. So, yeah, so that that could either be something or not, right? Yeah. Like he may just be extrapolating from what information he has. Um but I also would not be like we didn't see anything for Pokémon Switch and all we saw for uh Prime 4 was a logo. Um but I would be willing to believe that both those games are further along in development than um than we believe them to be. Yeah, I think so. I I think that's definitely possible. Obviously, both these games, if they come out in 2018, would be holiday titles. They'd be like end of year, yeah, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am not expecting either of these games to come out. No, neither am I. But it would be cool to see, like, at least one of them. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I would be excited about it, and I think they've been working on them for a while, but I still don't expect to see them until, like, 2019. Um maybe one of them for holiday and if there is which one do you think comes out first i feel like pokemon is more like clockwork where they have Mm. a title a year and and if they're doing ultra sun and moon on 3ds yeah then uh if they have something for next year i mean or maybe it's stars next year you know, who yeah, knows? Sure. Maybe it's another version of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, I don't know. It, what do you think? I, I think Prime, um, just because I suspect that it's further along than we think it is. Um, you know, Pokemon, for them to, for them to be like, uh, I don't know, we need to announce this somehow, interview a dude at his desk. Um, you know, they don't even have, like, bad art mocked up for it. Um, 
I just I I always think that Nintendo is working on stuff that they're not telling us about, um, and that they tend not to, with a few rare exceptions, uh, they tend not to announce things, um, until they're, you know, sort of close to being ready. Um, obviously that wasn't the case with Zelda, but like, you know, we're seeing, uh, like Mario Odyssey is going to come out within. You know what? What we saw at first at the event in January, but we didn't really, we didn't really see much about it until E3. Until E3, yeah, and then it's coming out this year in October. Um, so that's that's less than a year from reveal to launch, and that's one of their biggest brands, one of their biggest IP. Um, they they just like to uh, pop it out and have it there. It, yeah. Finally, uh, last week Nintendo released. Switch firmware version 3.0. All right. It adds like a bunch of new features. Like it allows you to add friends from the 3DS and Wii U. There's some new Splatoon 2 user icons. Uh, fixed for HDMI input issues. Like people were docking it when it was in sleep mode and it would uh, turn on their TV. Right. So that's supposed to help fix that. Uh, things like a volume slider on the quick settings menu, mm-hmm. which is actually super nice to have. It boosted the overall system, uh, the sound level for the system. Right, so it's a little bit louder. And you can follow specific games and news now and like and dislike posts. And there's a new feature that helps you find lost Joy-Con. Yeah, it it makes them buzz. Yeah, it's cute. And there's a bunch of other just like small features and refinements. Uh, It's nice to see them. There was somebody posted a video, and I don't think this was was something new, but just something I'd never seen before, where the uh, tones that the switch makes when you're selecting things change uh what would you call that like they go deeper or yeah the pitch the changes. pitch changes depending on how uh like much you're pressing not like how deep how much like how surface, much surface area, area. Yeah. yeah the more you press the, the deeper big. the tone goes dun, dun, dun. yeah it's just like okay I, that, that's one of those like awesome fun little like nintendo things yeah that I had never noticed before. We may get system music on this thing yet. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for this news-only episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, we're still stumbling through the form, so forgive us. Um, we will be back on Thursday to discuss uh, Capcom's role in uh, Nintendo's on Nintendo platforms. That's right. It's a celebration of Capcom on Nintendo. And maybe at parts, not a celebration, <laughs> a condemnation. Um, anyway, uh, you should follow us on Twitter. We are uh, at NinCart Society. And check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Let uh, us know mm-hmm. what you think about the new f- this new format and now that you've seen half of it. Right. Or wait until Thursday <laughs> and let us know what you think of the whole thing. <laughs> Um, we'd love for you to rate and review us on iTunes. That'd be great. Um, if you have a second, check out um, RetconPunch.com. Mark and I write about comic books there. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can go to uh, his website, which is 8BitBetty.com, for more of his music, or you can listen right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. Network.